favorite type of podcast, the spontaneous one. On this episode, we've got Harris Hadjifenik. You're going to have to pronounce me with that. You're going to have to help me with that pronunciation. But Harris is a guide for men and women who, through teaching, coaching, and intuition, helps them to open up to their core, their source, and their essence. So it's great to connect with you, Harris. Where are you in the world today? Um, I'm in Berlin, Germany, and um, it's great connecting with you too. I just want to say, first of all, thank you for, yeah, for just allowing this connection and this uh, spontaneous moment to, uh, uh, to happen. I'm also really curious what's going on for you and where do you consider yourself to be in your journey and what's just relevant as well within your inner world as in the world of you know circumstances appearances and forms um yeah thank you hey you're welcome so this is going to be one of the most pure interviews that i've done throwing out the script no questions ahead of time so we're just going to be vulnerably opening up to each other learning about each other and to the listeners, you guys can see what happens when a connection takes place. So I guess the way that I usually start these interviews is to learn a little bit about your journey, where you grew up, what happened in your past and how you've gotten to the place where you are today, Mm. where you're creating impact in the world. Wow, it's a, yeah, it's a big question, I suppose. um, Well, I I was born in Bosnia and um, I grew up in Holland for a majority of my life. Uh, So I moved there as when I was a kid. And um, let's see, I mean, what has led me to get to this point where I'm at? were a few things. Um, I suppose we can say two things. There was on, there was, I remember as I was growing up as a, as a teenager and going on to my twenties, especially what was really strong in my experience is that um, there was an intuitive sense that something was just missing in life and this um i remember being in school for example and just having this intuitive knowing like this cannot be it i felt like i was being imposed on a 
you know, template of how life should be lived and, you know, with these few options and, uh, and structures, you know, that were put in place that I can just choose from, you know, like this kind of uh, study and then that would lead to this kind of job with, you know, that kind of lifestyle. Um, um, and, you know, that it just, it felt kind of... Um, Restricting? It felt, yeah, it felt restricting. It felt, it didn't feel true. I, I, there was something in me knowing somehow that, you know, something else must be possible. Like, look at us here on this amazing planet in this infinite universe and this mystery of life. And then this is it, you know, going from nine to five and then, uh, you know, worrying about, um, about all kinds of things and, 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 making sure to get to get by and um what was your yourself enjoying yourself in the weekend and then holidays and then what were you point. meant to do were you meant to be a doctor a lawyer uh engineer um no that was not really that was not a thing that was playing out in my life i was very clear from pretty early age that i was going to go help people um somehow make their lives feel lighter, more healthy. And so in my 20s, I was, um, I was into the mental health care. So I was having a, um, some internships and, and jobs within the mental health care branch. Uh, so working with people who are going to, um, to therapies, like adult people who are having a lot of mental health issues. And, um, but also parents who were struggling with with, with their kids and just some um, distorted family structures. So I was doing that as well. And at some point there was, um, I came to a point where I was sort of, it, it was draining me energetically. Um, we can say it was that work, it was kind of draining me, but at the same time, it was just also showing me how I was not yet like opened up to my fuller potential or was not yet energetically imbalanced and emotionally imbalanced to take on that that's not just that work but just like to live up to my to my purpose and so it was a great catalyzer in that way to really yeah to sort of propel me into searching deeper into searching for what's like who am i and what like the question of what what am i here to do what's my purpose in life what is the what do i really want and who what like what's um what kind of life and what kind of work is in true resonance with who i know myself to be on a deeper level and so this then propelled me into um into searching into the more let's say alternative or holistic uh, pathways like med meditation, um, who is now uh, much less uh, uh, looked at as something uh, alternative. It's getting pretty mainstream. Pretty mainstream. Um, but at that time, I remember it was way less mainstream than it is now. When was so this? Was about I know, like ten years ago or something, mm -hmm. maybe more. Yeah. Um, 
but it all, but also in my world, like I wasn't open for it at that time. Like I had a lot of resistance when something about meditation or about yoga was uh, was supposed. I, I would just hmm. um, I would just label it as just some weird hippie stuff that's not gonna get anything you know done in the world. Like no, just give me uh, the real deal, something real, you know. Um, hmm. But um, but yeah, at, at some point also, what just the the mainstream ways of healing practices sort of exhausted themselves. Like I, I realized that for me, the the effect that they had were was very limited for a very short time, and I noticed the same patterns of the mind, of the mind structure, the identity structure, just coming back, just in different ways. But I saw it was the same pattern, and I just uh, felt really frustrated and stuck. You know that it was. Even though I was moving in my life, I was doing, having more fun. I was living in another place. I was living in Berlin. I was having another job. Um, no stress from, you know, from something external, but still something wasn't complete. Something wasn't really in peace. And something was, um, yeah, there was something, uh, there was a sense of satisfaction just missing that I clearly could not get from anything external. Um, and it became clear that I was not going to get it from anything external because I got the things that I thought I need in order to um, to feel just amazing, but it it was not sustainable. And so when this became clear to me, I knew I had to somehow search within. And so then I opened up to meditation. I went to some um shamanic ceremonies which were really really powerful with medicine plants that was one of the first glimpses and awakening moments into well you know i don't know there are many words you can call it the god state or you know just seeing infinity just seeing the the illusion of the identity structures like being really clear and, and just like really seeing for myself that I am actually free from my thinking and feeling. I suppose that's the best way to describe it to a um, 3D kind of human mind is, is just to, to yeah. realize that we, that we exist independently from our thoughts and feelings. I suppose, I mean, that's, that's really it. And to see this for yourself and noticing this space and vastness that that then one awakens to and to notice like wow I can really be who I am and there's really nothing in the way for me to you know uh, live how I want to live and create what I want to create and um, yeah and just having few glimpses of that was was enough to to only desire that or predominantly just desire that and build my life around it in such a way that um, that I'm anchoring and centering more into this space or into this awareness, expand that deeper and embody that deeper and deeper. And um, well, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm sure if you experience something simpler, similar, which I kind of intuit you, you did, you know, you know how then but just like everything else in life, you know, when we open up to something, then somehow we also attract all kinds of circumstances that are supporting and are, um, yeah, that are just just supporting of that new reality. You know, just meeting the right people, 
getting to the right courses, trainings, um, and so on? For me, I would say it's accepting the devastation. Accepting the devastation. Can yeah, you elaborate loving, on that? Loving the destruction. And it, to many, seems impossible. Out of their realm of possibility to love when the walls are crumbling down around you. What you want, you're not getting. What you had is now gone. What you thought was love or family or success has been destroyed. Your material belongings, they might've been taken. Your home doesn't feel so safe anymore. And what are you left with? Yourself. And in those moments, that's when the awakening happens. Mm, nice. That's when you really discover who you are and what you stand for. And why do I say these things? Because you said you don't know too much about me. I just, I've been through a lot of shit. I mean, it happens all the time, actually. Stuff gets thrown at me. And whenever I fight it, what I do is I create drama in my life. I create a dramatic narrative, what we call in pragmatic terms, victim mindset. Mm. Whenever I let it flow and accept it and surrender to it and love it, no matter what it is, no matter what emotion arises, I'm able to just be. And, and that propels me to where I am today. Just this some, is amazing. Yeah, just some nerdy guy, this nerdy Jewish guy with no degrees, you know, running a podcast, <laughs> talking to some cool people from around the world, <clears throat> running mm. a mastermind of like-minded guys at different places in their journey who are trying to evolve and elevate themselves to new levels of consciousness and awareness and improve their business and dating lives. Amazing. And creating a community and creating a community because we all need more communities. For um, sure, I, I agree with that. Yeah, when, yeah. I, when I moved to um, Israel where I changed my life and I heard a lot of bad things about that country and then I went there and it broke down a lot of stereotypes that I had even though no country's perfect. Even when I went to Australia last year, this country that, you know, when I went there, I was like, oh my God, it's perfect. But then when you start to dive deeper into the Aboriginal problems and other problems, you see that even that country's not perfect, okay? When I went to Israel, one of the things that really changed me was living in communities, communities which were what the country were founded upon, like called the Kibbutzim and Moshavim. And sometimes they're more socialist or, Sometimes they're more cooperative, other times they're more privatized, but that communal living where it's funny, the guest on the last podcast said, we live in this square box society. 
And what was my first experience of waking up living in a dome or a yurt? Mm. Not so square anymore. Getting back to mother nature, getting back to, okay, that foundational living that I don't live in right now. I'm, I'm in a home. I'm in a little square box right now. Okay. But that experience, I think, really opened me up to what was possible. And what I was learning about at the time was permaculture. I don't know if anyone's heard of it. Permanent agriculture, founded by Bill Mollison, this Australian guy. And we were learning about compost toilets and eating a healthier diet and, you know, using mud to build ovens and stoves and benches and travel around the country and go for these hikes and live in these communities. And, and that was an eye-opening experience for me coming from someone who fought the society and didn't seem to get very far by fighting it Mm. because the more that I fought, the more they just hit back at me. Okay. They just push you down where they're like, you don't listen. So you get an F. Okay. Or if, you know, if it was the more extreme, like, right. Like you drop out or you're a failure. Okay. Or you don't get to have a good job because you didn't listen because you didn't fall into line. Yeah. The universe reflects back or life reflects back what we're doing with ourselves energetically. So the more we are in a fight, the more we get fights. (laughs) Mm. Life reflects. Yeah. Mm. So nice. Thank you. And yeah, I think that this is so powerful because um, I mean, what, what's coming up for me is just really the power of acceptance, like true, genuine acceptance, you know, all of this, what I've shared and what many other self-empowerment books and teachings are sharing can really be in a way I feel a lot of it or most of it is our permission slip for us to just accept what is, you know, to really fully accept what is to, to it, you know, those trainings, even meditation is a permission slip to see that everything is okay. Like that we are not in danger when we are perceiving a really dark thought or dark perception, like it's just a perception. Everything is still safe. Like we are still supported. It's, it's, it's safe to accept what is. And then there's a, there's a natural grace and transformation and expansion that happens through, through that. Or, yeah. Mm. And I'm yeah, curious. For, for yeah. example, what, what came up for me was the permission when you do meditation, for example, to be present, to be silent, Mm. still. When you hire a mentor, super important, right? Number one, most important thing that Kevin Trudeau says in your wish is your command. If you wanna be a very successful person, when you hire a mentor, what does that help you to do? To feel enough. Yeah. Gives you permission to feel enough so that you can take your skills and your being to a higher level. Whatever that may be, whether whether that's success in your dating life, in your business life, with your body, with your mind, 
doesn't matter. But having that guide, and you titled yourself as a guide, I think it's a beautiful word, to guide, you know, let someone else guide you along your path. You don't need to do it alone. But exactly. the permission to not always have to do everything alone. Mm-hmm. And when you decide consciously that you're ready to surrender to not doing it alone, your potential starts to grow because the way in which you interact with other people and your students, disciples, mentees, it becomes even more intimate. You serve them on a deeper level. So before we jumped on the podcast, we realized that there might be some some meat here if we decided to record because you said something about other coaches having a resistance to surrender to their source. So why don't you take me through that? What kind of experience you're having with other coaches and why they're finding that resistance? Um, I'm, I'm not sure if it's, um, if, if, what's the word? What that resistance exactly is about. I suppose, you know, every coach would have their own story about it, unique story about it. And I'm also not sure that every coach would even recognize that as a, as a resistance. But um, I said this because what I realized in my own journey is that, so, so in the beginning I had the first glimpses, right? Like, oh my God, everything is possible. This is so amazing. Let me just, you know, jump into changing the world. If I could just get this message across to everyone, then we're, then we're all gonna be, you know, awake and enlightened and everything's gonna be epic. and. Uh, we're going to uh, resolve so much uh, uh, suffering that is now on the on the planet, but it obviously wasn't as going because just because I've you know glimpsed that or or had this mental not even just mental understanding but also like a new in spirit now something opened up with, with within me that was now much more clear on you know what's the truth and the nature of reality that did not mean that now all of a sudden my my mind my identity structure my conditioning was just erased was just wiped out it just doesn't work like that at least for most people uh, and this includes myself um and what that meant was was that more work was to be done and i noticed that the true when i say true i mean a more profound transformation a, uh, a transformation that is, uh, you know, sustainable. That really gets to the core of your that what you perceive as your personality, as that what you are, requires devotion. Requires devotion and commitment. You know, it doesn't matter how many books you read, how many coaches you attend, how many, how much you even well meditate. Okay, but like like ceremonies for these ages, it doesn't matter. It, those are teachers. Those are powerful ways to show you what is possible but free will is king you can you know if you don't apply your free will in a way that is somehow consistently integrating that on everyday in everyday life or you know then it's not going to have that much um, power and what i see in a lot of coaches is that i feel they would benefit from getting more, accelerating more within 
at least for some period in their life, you know, and that can of course be different for everyone, but you know, let's just say for a few months to just for most part, drop the outer action and go within to create that depth in your being. And then there, that, that's just so much more powerful, you know, um, because that now in that place, source has more, source has more space to be and flow and to operate through a being and um, because that's that's what I feel is the highest that's what you want you want if you know if you want to be of service to someone you want to help someone's life get better you want someone to recognize that they are their source they can you know they are their source for whatever they wish to transform or change within their lives, within themselves. Um, and the most powerful way to do it is by opening up to that source being that's within yourself as much as possible, as much as feels relevant for you. You know, of course, there's also, there's infinite ways. There's not one, there's no end to that, you know? So it's, um, but yeah, in general, I, I, I feel that everyone would benefit if, you know, if especially also coaches would, um, would value their inner acceleration at least just as much maybe even more than accelerating outwardly accelerating in terms of you know how much clients have i helped and uh, how much you know people did i get into my program and all of that because you know it's it's all money, relative you money know, have how much i power... accumulated women have i slept with there you go um, sales have how have i made okay members in my group so yeah Let's see if we can dive a little bit deeper. What does it mean to you to humble yourself towards devotion? It means to remember myself um, over and over again that I, I really don't know. I really don't know. And, um, you know, whenever, that doesn't mean I'm not making decisions, that I'm not taking action, that I'm not taking a stand, that I don't have a message, but it's like, there is this habit, you know, to still like the mind comes and be like, yeah, but I know, and this is the right thing to do. And now it's, you know, it's, it's this, and now it's, it's this perception. And now it's, um, you know, whatever it is, but just to, just to keep watching it and to keep not looking for a truth in a perception, but just to stay humble, like just to. Yeah. Like not searching for answers. But just embodying your purpose, would you yeah. say that sounds better? That sounds that sounds good. Yeah, like to to remain open and to not fix yourself into a structure, not to identify yourself with a structure. Mm -hmm. Just really maintaining a kind of meditative. You can say you know, maintaining a meditative state of mind or a way of being. Um, that's what 
means for me to stay devoted and and just really and it's even not even just that it's it's just it is that but it's also more general it's just the the willingness and the choice to be devoted to choose in each moment what is the highest what feels the most highest for me what is my highest expression right now what is what action is serving my highest purpose and I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that some of the guys that may have started listening might have clicked out of the interview. Like, oh, this is just mm -hmm. too spiritual for me. Too many feelings. And those guys are the ones that needed to hear this most because those are the guys, okay, and, and sometimes girls as well, who are overly masculine with their approach, which comes off very logical very inside the box. And it's just a shame because if they would embrace their feeling and their heart and their gut and what it's telling them to do, it would open up a lot of things for them. It would open up new creative channels, new ways to be unique and connect with like-minded people and create a new network in that sense. But what I see is, and in, in, in some ways it's, it's beautiful as well, right? There are these programs that provide this template of how you should create the perfect body or business or relationship or dating life. And that template may work for some people, sometimes in some situations, but for a lot of people, when they follow that template, somewhere down the line, they aren't experiencing abundance. They aren't experiencing peace. They aren't experiencing joy with their business, their relationship, their body. And then it goes back to searching. It goes back to seeking. It goes back to, oh shit, what did I do wrong? Wait, I need more answers. I need another program. Or I'm just mentally drained and frustrated and I'm gonna quit, which maybe that's what they need to do. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've seen that as well, but that is something that is just so clear to me because of the type of people that come and show up and want to get to know me and see the work that I do. And then when we dive into the devotion and the awareness and the spiritual stuff, right? There's a lot of resistance, a lot, a lot of resistance a lot of unwillingness to accept that maybe the path that they were going on was the exact opposite of the path that they needed to take in order to get to a place of true peace and happiness. So with that being said, let's talk for a second about frustration and feeling stuck feeling stuck in your mind, feeling stuck in 
your business, feeling stuck in your relationship. Why does this frustration arise? And what would be your advice to men and women that are experiencing it? Well, so there are a few things coming up and uh, this is goes along the lines with what you just said, you know, the people who are applying themselves in so many ways and having you know, great, amazing projects and they seem to be in flow with the experiential physical world, but something still doesn't, doesn't fully integrate, doesn't feel um some, yeah again something is exactly and um frustration comes in there and that is because there or we are not looking at the core belief that we are being inspired from to take on that action to go into this relationship like for example let's say I mean, one of the most core fundamental baseline beliefs that most people have to some level is I'm not good enough. And so, so much of our action stems from I'm not good enough. And so because I fear this perception because it might be true or actually I'm fully believing it's true, like no doubt. I mean, of course, just look at me with all my flaws and everything that I've been through that happened to me, like how I'm not, obviously I'm not good enough. So. I need to do X, Y, and Z, achieve this, this, and Z, and be in this kind of relationship to prove to myself, to prove to life, to God, to whoever, my parents, <laughs> you know, that I'm, that I'm good enough. And so there's this chasing and running and searching to get something out of experiences, out of outer experience, to get something out of things, to get something out of people. And this is why we get frustrated and at some point, you know, it drains us, we get depressed, we whatever, you know, all kinds of uh, distortions is because the, the fundamental belief that we are still believing on, like I'm not good enough, for example, you know, but it can also be, I'm not free. And so I need all this amount of money in order to feel like I can do whatever I want and I can just freely move around the world as I want to and I'm and not lonely and to and be I in need, peace. I'm lonely and I need a partner to be full. There you go. Exactly. And so even though we accumulate this amount of money and um, you know have great friends, it doesn't change this energy, it doesn't change this distorted energy, this belief that is in our system per se. It could lead to, you know, if people maybe have some kind of aha moment, like, oh my God, wait. But for most part, it, you know, it requires really inner investigation and to really challenge those beliefs and be willing to be really present to them and not be afraid of them. Because um, if we are afraid of it, then it means that on some level we're still believing it's true and then it's still active it's still operating it's still sort of you know mm, yeah pushes us into doing something which doesn't lead to satisfaction because there's nothing out there that can give us something um what we're what's the word like um they can give us something what we already are like 
you either see that you are already peace and that you are your source for joy or not. Um, yeah, it's, it's influencing you in a way that is not actually positively contributing to your clarity, to your consciousness, to your awakeness. Right. So it's creating a cloud in front of your mind. Yeah. And walls, internal walls, external walls, both internal and external, that provide you hurdles to feeling good when you get into the relationship, to connecting with people when you get on a call with them and you want to work with them, to mm -hmm. having abundance, whatever that means to you. Mm -hmm. Harris, we're probably going to have you back on the podcast at a later point, but we're going to end the interview now and it's, it's been very meaningful and very powerful. So I just want to ask, are you currently bringing on people to, to guide them? And if so, how does that work and how can they reach out to you? Yes, so currently there is space for me to guide people one-on-one. -on -one. Um, if they're interested in that, if they feel a calling, then they can reach out for me either um, for here, through Facebook, my name, which will be here in the description, um, and otherwise Alignment Coaching Facebook page, they can also reach out, or through my email address, um, yeah, which we'll also just add in the description. So um, whatever works for them. And there's also going to be, I'm currently working on a program, online training for a group of people who, um, you know, for whatever reason, prefer to do this in a group. In a way, it's less intense. Um, it's a three-month program, but I will post more on that in some moment. It's still a work in progress, but it's just uh, it's just a heads up for people to know that that's coming up as well. Beautiful. The final question that I ask most of the guests on this podcast is how would you like to evolve your coaching and your guiding and also your relationships with others over the next 10 to 12 months? How would I like to evolve? Yeah, how would you like to evolve? Hmm. Can you be more specific? Do you have any, do you have any specific or maybe not so specific, but goals? Mm. or places where you want to go with your coaching, mm. the kind of people, the amount or, you know, yeah. the kind of people that you want to touch. Um, and do you have a dream that you're yeah. trying to achieve in the next 10 to 12 months? Yeah. Um, so two, two answers on this. One is to um, continuing deepening uh, my quote unquote personal self-realization. Um, and 
and to expand with the work that I'm doing to create more programs to uh, continue guiding beings and continue refining my work as I go. And um, just staying in the in this flow of creativity and inspiration and um, letting that guide me. Yeah, so that will be for the next 12 months and you know, there are some bigger plans for uh, you know, some further future up ahead, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at this for now. All right, beautiful. So guys, I hope you enjoyed this spontaneous episode with Harris. How do you say your last name, by the way? Aji Efendich. I'm not going to try that right now, <laughs> but <laughs> there were some really incredible points that Harris made so you might be wise to jump back and listen to this one again. Um, just want to remind you, the only cost of this podcast is to like, comment, and share um, this episode with a friend. If you felt like you connected, you resonated with the, the, the content, and you want to see these episodes continue. And it'll be cool to see you guys in the next episode as well. So until next time, I wish you all the best. Thank you so much, Harris. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Peace.